It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Friday edition. Boone, Fridays are always better, and I don't know if it's because you're here or what, but we're gonna go with we're gonna go with that, especially that Tennessee shirt. We'll we'll go with that. He's geared up. He's got camo on top, Tennessee in the middle, and then Tennessee socks on some extremely white legs. <laughs> Man's got to wear something. <laughs> hey, Friday, end of the week, we'll take it, man. Hey, you know, and it's it's supposed to be, you know, it's been kind of helter-skelter, scary-looking skies the last couple of days, but I think the weekend is supposed to be pretty decent. Well, my schnauzer deserves a day where she does not go crazy. Yeah, she's not a storm dog, is she? She's got those long six-inch ears, and she's just really sensitive to sounds. And uh, If... uh if uh, people want information that is useless to them but important to Boone and I, uh, he has a schnauzer and I have a half Scotty, half schnauzer, and they couldn't be really more different. <laughs> they're they're pretty similar colored. I mean, uh, they're both like a like a gray kind of a speckled color, I guess you'd say. And uh, but last night, you know, it's booming at some level at my house. You know what Chase was doing? Tucking that tail. No, he was out. He was asleep. If, if dogs <laughs> snored at some level, he would have done it. My dog chases the thunder. She runs to the end of the fence and barks at it. She she wants to catch it and bite it. <laughs> uh, Chase is like, I got better things to do. You see all these toys I got? I don't need that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm excited about what the weekend looks like. Big Jackson turns eight next week, but his party's this weekend. Uh, of course, a, a social distanced a limited quantity party, but a party nonetheless. But uh, excited about what that looks like. And, and Jackson, big eight years old. It's just, I mean, you know him. I mean, he's a reader. He's a science. He's an astronaut. He's he's everything. He's an artist. He's an artist. He's he's something else. He made a he made a camo print the other day that I'm 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 really contemplating on putting in something because it's serious it's good it's got depth as my father-in-law would say he draws me art pieces and i frame them for those of you that don't know uh very very talented he has jackson you, kaiser originals you did tell him i'd be there right i did if not he knows now <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh boone a lot of stuff has went on over the last week one the TWSAA has come out and they've got their contingency plan they've got some options out there uh, for for what football could look like, and also what some regulations uh, could look like. Something that was brought up yesterday, we talked about it yesterday, but then again, there was some more clarification came yesterday. Uh, the TWSAA said that they requested that schools do a quarter to a third uh, capacity in their in their facilities in their their stadiums. Uh, yesterday, Mark Packard wanted to clarify that with some officials, and uh, and they did so. Uh, basically, that's a suggestion. Uh, that's what they would like to do, and they feel like that's the the 
the optimal situation given social distancing, uh, but uh, it is not a uh, a requirement for uh, schools to uh, stick to that quarter or third level. But I, I think most schools will stick around there. I think half's about as much as you're going to see, uh, especially given the older stadiums that we have now. Uh, it's not like a, a, you know a Tennessee or, or some of those Texas schools. Uh, that have the horseshoes in the end zones. I mean, we're really, if you put six feet in between people, I mean, that's the equivalent of about one out of every four is going to be gone. Yeah, everything I've seen is – three out of every four, I'm sorry. One out of every four is all seats that would be there. Did you see in the baseball games the distancing? Well, uh, in New York I saw – Far corner. Really there were there thing. were a few uh, spectators from uh, apparently the the motel. I mean, there were like twenty people on the very fringe, just kind of really? spaced out back there. I didn't notice that. Honestly, the rain kind of got me. I, we were uh, this was the late game. Oh, the Dodgers. Yeah. Would you see all the cardboard cutouts they had? Yeah, that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that guy's really big. Oh, that guy's really small. But uh, I thought it was funny, and then I tried to merge the two games. I'm like, if it starts raining, those are going to look terrible. It's going to droop over and everything. So they were required to pump in sound. Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you hear it a little bit? Uh, I heard I, it around, like, the national anthem and stuff, and I was like, it's there. It really is there. I caught myself really, really being attracted to and missing the sound of that baseball thunking in that mitt and a couple of those Yankee batters when they teed off on that ball. It was coming off their bat about 118 miles per hour. I, I really missed those sounds. I was going to say, you didn't hear many of them hit the mitt for the Yankees. They hit the seats out there. Yeah. <laughs> they put them on, on flight. But, uh, uh, Boone, talking about things not to be attracted to, uh, let's start with our first topic, the Washington – formerly known as the Redskins, uh, will now, in a in a interim basis, uh, be known as the Washington football team. Uh, they will keep their, their uh, I guess, what are you calling it, garnet and gold or maroon and gold? What? No, it's not really garnet, but their maroon and gold kind of coloring. Uh, maroon and gold. They'll, uh, they'll replace the, uh, the Redskin logo uh, on their helmet with the player's number in gold numerals. And they will go for the foreseeable future in 2020, unless they can get a copyright deal done. Uh, they will be the Washington football team, end quote. Uh, what, what do you – is that just weird? It's kind of weird to me. I mean, it, it's generic, uh, obvious. Uh, Snyder, my brother, you get my award for the the coward of, of the week. Uh <laughs> If your goal oh, just, just the week, Boone? Well, of the year. If your goal is to go through life and to never be offended and to never get offended, you've got a long walk in life, brother. Uh, well, you know, when I was nine years old, I didn't know it, but uh, I had some cousins, a lot of fun growing up with them. One was three years older. And he caught me one time, and I, I had a bad habit of feeling sorry for myself. And he just kind of let me know don't ever feel sorry for yourself. That gives you an excuse. It makes you irresponsible. You're never going to mount anything if every time something doesn't go your way, you feel sorry for yourself. But uh, 
society is kind of getting to the point where uh, it's a felony and they're going to send us to prison if someone gets their feelings hurt. Yeah, yeah. To to quote, well, I don't know if it's a quote, but to to mirror our president, there's a lot of there's a lot of powder puffs in the world. There's a lot of situations that's 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 getting a little getting a little interesting. But now I will say this is not a new topic. The Washington Redskins logo uh, being discussed and being uh, viewed as offensive that's that's not entirely new. Uh, it's been going on. I, I don't know. I would say the better part of a couple decades. Wouldn't you? 73, Mr. Uh, Two Hawks mm. wrote a letter to the uh, NFL team and um, said it was insulting and he demanded that it be changed. So, uh, I mean, it, they, it only took them, Boone. If you really think of it in those, in those respects, it only took them like 50 years. And there was, uh, let's see, he said he had been fighting this war for 25 years. He said he felt a great victory, but he said he felt sorry for people that had been fighting it for 75 years. But they keep saying it's long been denounced by Native American groups as an ethnic slur. And uh, I've I've heard that. See, here's here's the problem. If you take like one, uh, your definition that you think, and you apply it to hundreds and hundreds of people, you're kind of stereotyping all of them to fit your little mold here. But uh, the implication was that Redskins was uh, people taking scalps from Indians. To me, it, it was like you get a mascot, and you, you want someone that's a fighter and tough. And like the old uh, the hog Joe Bostic was saying, we took so much pride in being a redskin. And Wayno, they went to three Super Bowls out of the first 18 years. That's a lot of pride. Uh, it, everybody's got their own little uh, special meaning for it. Uh, that's just hard for me to, to grasp, I guess. It's a, it's, a, it's a thing that's been there for a long time, but, um, but as of, I guess, what, what a week ago? Uh, gone for for I guess forever. Uh, they will now be known as the Washington Football Team. Have you seen the the uniforms? Have you seen the the images of what they're going to look like? Uh, the red. I saw the one with the red wolves. We are not no, worried no. about offending sheep. Oh no, that's funny though. <laughs> uh, no, I'm talking was about it the red. Wa- was it red? It's and, the uh, Washington Football Team. It's just the official what they'll look like in 2020. I have not seen that. I mean, it's pretty much the same uniform. Like, if you look at their throwback unis that were the the, the maroon and gold that didn't necessarily have uh, any insignias on it, and then the helmet is the exact same helmet with no Redskin logo on the left or right, but the player's number in its place. It looks like a uh, uh, Iowa State slash Southern California practice jersey is what it looks like. Man, have have you mentioned to the listeners what you told me earlier about the uh, the family of yeah the decal? Well, and, and again, this is an article that was out there, and it was out there during the discussion. So uh, the family of my understanding is the logo that was the Redskins logo uh, was an actual Indian chief, and the descendants of said Indian chief uh, were very you, you know. Um, Almost, I don't want to say impressed because I think they were probably with the rest of their, um, with the rest of their 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 
Indian or Native American brother and sisters, but I, I think they understood that that was their descendant and that, you know, the, the opportunity to be kind of exposed on a week-to-week basis, uh, there was a certain bit of pride there. And, and my understanding was when this thing got taken away finally, uh, I, I don't know what the, the understanding was. Is was it gonna, Were they going to stay in a representative of Native American, but the term change or what? But when that sticker came off, uh, I guess they went to that family and they they had some uh, they they weren't real happy they 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 thought that that was somewhat uplifting to their descendant and uh, and like I said it's it's one of those that is now gone uh, again uh, just as much as as these changes and 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 different changes it doesn't always have to be ethnic or or social or what have you but when things change people like it but there's some people that don't like it. I mean, you talk about Bostick or whatever. He's he's one of those that's not going to like it. He's one of those that is a a, a diehard red you know redskin. I mean, you look at old Riggins. I bet you we talked about him yesterday. You talk about John Riggins. He's probably not another one that he he remembers being a redskin. Tony Robinson, former Tennessee player, he played for the Redskins. He 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 scabbed for them and got them to a Super Bowl. And uh, and his Super Bowl ring that he just got a couple years ago. Says, I bet it has the word Redskins. Says on. the word Redskins. See. Uh, if you're not careful, the game you start playing is, okay, we'll do that, and that makes you happy. No, now we're going to college. And the Wallen Indians back here behind us with uh, the state championship coach on it, uh, there were two wishes by the uh, the offended Indians that have uh, done this, waged this battle. Number one, to totally remove the name and the logo, and number two – to never have any, quote, Indian imagery used as a mascot for any pro college or high school. Did you see the Braves got rid of uh, the chop-on sign at the front door of the, of the stadium? Uh, because? It's, an in, it's you know, they, they saw it as a negative uh, Native American imagery. Don't you think it's kind of a game of uh, – we say jump through the hoop and you do it, and oh boy, we're controlling you. Let's see how far we can go with you. Yeah, I think it, and you know, we've talked about it before, Jeff and I, and then I think even you and I, it's a slippery slope uh, because I think at any rate, a sporting team's name, and I think that's why you saw the, the latest NHL team. You see what it was called? I mean, you talk about getting out there. Uh, it's got, it better be an animal or they're going to. Well, it's actually, I believe, a fictitious thing. It, they're called the Seattle Kraken. A Kraken. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is that like a monster? Of some sort. Like a, yeah. Yeah, we think we read about Release that in the college Kraken. lit. K-R-A-K-E-N, I think. K-E-N. So not only do they, they've heard it now, Boone, now they know how to spell it out there. But uh, Well, but, if, if I have a dream, though, and, and I have nightmares and the Kraken's in it, you're going to have to get rid of that. Well, I think I think you go down that road. I mean, you know, we we've uh, you know, there's there's some dispute uh, in in Blount County and in Maryville about the rebel name. Uh, you know, it's out there. There's there's petitions on both ends of it, and 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 I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in the the lack of affiliation of our Maryville rebels and the Confederacy. So I'm I'm on the keep it side. So if anybody wanted to know where I sit, uh, but I also um, I think you can go down this this rabbit hole on any name you want to put out there. 
Let's test it. Come up with a name, and I can tell you how that's bad. Uh, Any of them. Any of them. Anything but the New York Jets, because I'll just say because that's bad on your eyes. Uh, You're a team, and you're you're the anteaters. Well, I mean, I had a cousin one time that was playing around on grass, and he has he has scars all over him because he just the anteater come out and got him. You're the tornadoes. Tell me why we cannot have the tornadoes mascot. I mean, I I lived in the plains there down in Alabama one time, and and a tornado just just came through and ripped through our community, and and I've just got bad bad dreams about the whole deal. You're not getting sleep, and you're seeing the sleep specialist. You're the fighting possums. Well, Boone, you've hit me. Well, I just I just go to PETA. On any animal, it's PETA. We had 10 car wrecks, and every time the possum was in the road, and we swerved to miss it, and we hit a tree. Lost 10 cars. I've lost weight. The The fighting. Is that all it takes? I need to, I need to do that. <laughs> the fighting pickles. Mm. I don't know. Vinegar allergy. I'm I'm. I'm I had to wait, Boone. Waited. Choked. <laughs> you choked on one when you were small. Oh, you're talking about, oh, yeah, it's all about whether it's, see, Boone, it's all about whether it's the spears, the slices, or the full pickle. I mean, that's that's the difference. may just be a logo change. You're allergic to pickles, and you break out, and you swell in the hives, and every time you see or hear the word, uh, you have to go to the can't, doctor. Can't have cucumbers. I think I, th- I think Washington may be on to something. Hey, what about they? They said they're going. They're going to attack the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't understand the Chiefs part. You're literally lifting up the leader of said grouping. Is that is that not? I don't understand that one. A brave is the best fighters in your uh, tribe, and I mean how how's that insulting? A brave? I I don't know. I don't know. I think I think, but I think it's it's, it's one of those deals where. Uh, not even though there's 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 a strong push not to want to offend and not to want to have negative connotation, there's also a strong um, silencing or censoring of those who oppose that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a movement now, and and so and we're somewhat tongue in cheek in this thing because I think it is what it is. You know, I I, I think you you look at it and uh, taking a logo off doesn't change behavior. I mean, in my opinion, those who feel a certain way are going to feel that way. We have to, we have to change mindset. We've got to make that a non-issue. And now, granted, if if that imagery being in front of you is what changes that, then I understand that. But I think it has to be in efforts to do this, not just take it down. You know what take was bizarre uh, in in the uh, the standing up and speaking and forbidding it and whatnot. They mentioned the word Washington Redskins seven times. If you want to eliminate it and you're offended, but you freely use the term, are, are we going to forbid anyone to say Washington Redskins? I don't know. Jason Ward says their new name, the Washington football team, could that not offend a real football team? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's coming from a Cowboys fan right there. That's that's true blue right there. Oh, that's funny. Maybe it could be like, hey, I got it. Don't be anything. We could be red team number one, red team number two. The only thing is we have to be orange team number one. I think it worked. 
We could do that. I'm I'm just surprised that they're keeping Washington, just to be honest with you. I understand that's the town, but who's the town named after? What's his background? I just I, I guess I would go full sale. I'd be like, we're the DC you know, hey, the XFL folded. You know what I'm saying? They should be the DC defenders. What do you think uh, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be kinda cool? Defender? DC defenders. Um they better have a good defense. Well, somebody averages fifty points a game on us. Oh, we're not going to use that word. They'll be like, "Oh, good, we're 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 an oxymoron." Hey, Wayne, which was more of a factor? Uh, he's got a big ego, Snyder. Man, he's a trip. But he wanted. Um, he's he's put himself in charge of thinking of this new mascot. Don't you think it ought to be community based? Well, it's he's in charge of it, but now they they said they're the I think his name's Bateman, uh, who's the new director of football ops. Which uh, what about that being? No, he's the franchise's new executive VP and chief marketing officer. That's who he is. He's kind of driving the deal. He said they asked him, and this is funny because how you answer this question is very indicative of how the process is probably going. They said, "How close are you?" He said, "Well, close is relative." He said. I've got a lot of things that a lot of people like, but some people don't. Uh, and he said, we're just kind of dancing that tune right now. But he said, we'll be called the Washington football team uh, for the foreseeable future. He said, normally a rebrand takes 18 months, and we're trying to do it in 50 days. Uh, so, again, they're, they're going to do that. I thought it was interesting that they were, they're actually going to put out, uh, they're actually gonna put out uh, souvenirs that say Washington football team. So, I mean, I've wanted to find a Redskins shirt. I'd probably like to buy a Washington football team shirt. So, they're they're making money off this deal. But but to answer your question, what was the driver for this change and what's the deal? It's money. I mean, I, I, I would go out on a really what I feel like is a sturdy limb uh, to say if FedEx and those guys didn't come in and say, we're out if you don't change it, then he doesn't change it. Dan Snyder is the same guy that said – Put it in all caps. We will never change the name. So FedEx has the naming rights. And, uh, of course, they named the field. Nike, Amazon, and Pepsi and Target basically said, you're going to remove this name or we're gone. I don't know how Target gets to keep their name. That's offensive. Nobody should be a Target. You're inviting arrows to be flung in your direction <laughs> you hope it's an arrow it could be a faster moving object a bullseye <laughs> hey, but he's a, uh wait no he he's going to get so rich well why why has it got to be a bullseye it could be anybody's eye yeah through that boom we got it <sighs> he, he's going to sell jerseys he's going to sell caps the money is just going to be i mean everybody's going to have to uh everybody's going to have to have the new Somebody was telling me, uh, you know, because it's a it's a money driven decision, and 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 it's almost it's almost out there because when they did the release uh, of the, the 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 retiring of the logo, which I thought that was funny, just to call it retiring, uh, but uh, they did it on uh, Redskins cardstock, they did it on Redskins paper, and then it's in a room that had Redskins on the wall. I think they said three to five times, but anyway. I think it's uh, it's one of those deals where I think it has to be agreed upon and it has to be vetted to an utmost. If they have to go by the Washington football team for all year, then that's what they have to do. But ultimately, 
the change needs to be effective. And, and so that's what we'll have to wait and see uh, as far as that. We've kind of tongue-in-cheek this deal, uh, this whole segment. But at the same time, it is that. I mean, it is comical because at the same rate, uh, we've went for a long time uh, with it with it not changed. And now that it's changing, it's a, uh, it's a hot mess. Seven years ago, Snyder said, I will never. Put it in all caps. I will never change the name from the Washington Redskins. Uh, liar he was. Money is loud, my friend. As Yoda would say, liar he was. But uh, Boone, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's regroup, uh, you know, wash our hands, clean our mouths out, and talk about something that's a little more positive. Baseball was back yesterday. Opening day 2020 was upon us. Uh, maybe one of the hotter opening days in history because it's in July and uh, and rain. Uh, a shortened season, uh, its first game was shortened by weather. So we'll talk about that on the flip side of the break. Yanks Nationals, Giants, and Dodgers. We'll talk about it all on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkvl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, and in what the Blunt Partnership sees is the best interest of its visitors, employees, and community, Taste of Blunt, slated for September 10th in Maryville, the Townsend Fall Festival scheduled for September 25th and 26th at the Townsend Visitor Center, and the Best of Blunt Awards, booked in October, are canceled. 
The events will not be rescheduled in 2020. These fall events are cherished productions that the community looks forward to annually, but the current environment is not conducive to holding large events where physical distancing is difficult. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got golf? iguanifarmsgolf.com 970-7132 Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. A company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with. And I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007. Or you can check out their work online, 42sd.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007 or online at 42sd.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out uh, here on a Friday edition of the grind. Uh, Boone, uh, off the beaten path, um, we may have made made that have new meaning there in that first segment. Uh, but I will say it was fun. I think we did justice to it. Well, we won't talk too loud. Um, but anyway, yesterday, opening day for Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, NASCAR's been going for some time. We've had some little inter-squad play. But yesterday, I don't know, I just found myself waiting on the, the, the announcement, my phone to buzz, my watch to ding me, that said um, they've delayed it. They've moved it out. I don't know why, but I just had that that eerie feeling that they were going to scoot this thing out based on – you know, new cases or what have you. And it didn't. They had them. Is it truth or rumor that you were actually totally unable to find the app on your watch? The score app? Because I, baseball's been gone 119 days, my friend. I will say, here's the deal. I uh, This morning, you know, I didn't catch all of the late game because, again, it started at 10 o'clock. So uh, just do some math, and it just tells you I can't, I can't do all that and come in here and then go to work all day. But – 
I wanted to see how Mookie Betts and the Dodgers did, and, and they did as the, I thought they would. Uh, got them a big victory last night, but I'm like, got a new phone since the pandemic had kind of happened, and, and, and so I'm trying to see if I'm, where's that app? And I'm going to the next page, and the next page, and the next page on my little phone, and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, let's start over again. Home button, and then we're like, go back, go back. What had happened was, Boone, is it had changed its little logo. It might have, I don't know, it might have offended someone. But anyway, uh, um, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That's, I'm, I'm apologize. But anyway, uh, it had changed its, uh, its, its, its logo coloring, and uh, I just didn't see it. And, and then I looked at it, and when I opened it, it said, you need to update it to use it because I hadn't opened it in, in probably since, uh, since March. I mean, I bet you I hadn't opened it since Tennessee didn't go to the SEC tournament. Did it say the Yankees have the first win of the baseball season 2020? It, well, it, it inferred it. It inferred it. But uh, I will say I watched most of that game uh, all the way until the monsoon took place in, in Washington. Uh, and, uh, man, them Yankees look good. You talk about Garrett Cole being a monster. You could tell he wanted not only uh, to look good as a Yankee uh, for for his first game, but he also wanted to maybe send a little bit of a message back to Houston, saying, "See what Game Seven could have looked like. See what this could have looked like for your franchise." Because ultimately, they don't roll him out of the bullpen. They lose Game Seven. The Nationals raised a World Series banner yesterday. Uh, I like the Nationals look. Did you see their uniforms? The white unis with the gold numerals. I thought that was pretty pretty like classic. Uh, the Yankees rolled out the uh, the grays on the road. And uh, and and I tell you, uh, between Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, I mean he's a monster. He's a he's a dude that just puts the stick around there, and his bat speed is crazy. And it got out of the park in a hurry uh, there last night. He played only eighteen games last year. I was shocked. I'd forgotten. I knew he was out, and I remember you sitting there, you and I talking, and you said, "Well, look what our record would be if we had our best hitters back." But 120 games Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton missed when you combine. What do you think about his new look, all that weight loss? Oh, yeah, he looks lean. Got that little stash going. He's got him a little little uh, Yankee stash because they, they're not allowed to have below-the-lip facial hair. So, uh, I um, – The big thing is the, the flexibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, and I think he there's nothing in the way. He's not so bulked up that he, he can't get around there. I th- so, I think those are things he's worked on. Uh, I thought a lot of those guys looked good. Again, Garrett Cole was was demanding on the mound, plus five innings, and uh, only had uh, I think only had the one hit. Uh, and uh, and really, uh, the hitters, the Yankee, the Bronx Bombers, if you will, took care of the rest because uh, they quickly jump out to a four-one lead. The monsoon ensues in the sixth inning. Uh, they close up shop, uh, wanting to get back to it. Uh, and then uh, it's uh, it just wasn't meant to be. I thought it was funny. They were talking to the, the commissioner of baseball when the lightning struck. And I'm like, if that ain't a sign, I haven't seen one. <laughs> he, he's in the ballpark, and it cracks behind him. The game stops. So uh, it's funny. Rosenfeld, I guess, is his name. But, yeah. uh, um, but There's they, your sign. But they go to the locker rooms, and, and, and again, it just continues to pour and pour and pour. They get the uh, the the covering out on the field. Did you see that? They're was, starting to sell sponsors for that. Did you see what was on it? I missed that. It point. was Skittles. 
may be as big as this building. They never had the ads for the cover, had they? I didn't really think so. And it was the only one, and it was in the right in the second base area. Uh, but uh, they get that out there. Those guys were the only non-dressed uh, people uh, on the field. Uh, was the grounds crew. They were dressed, just not in uniform, Boone. I, I probably said that wrong. But uh, anyway, um, I thought the Yankees looked good, though. I, uh, Jason Ward texted me and said, Carlos Stanton is the MVP at the moment. And I was like, well, he's one of the few that's playing right now, so that works for him. But, uh, but you know, I thought it put a lot out there, uh, but it was kind of a damper that the, the game got shortened. The first opening game of the season, and it's shortened by rain, which is a little different. Uh, than what they would have done in the past. Given the 60-game sprint, uh, in a lot of cases, these things would have reset and had to been played again. Uh, but given the uh, the lack of open days to be able to cover, if you get beyond five innings, this thing's going to be like NASCAR. Uh, halfway is done, you know what I'm saying, if need be. I'll tell you what was weird, and I'm, I'm going to have to admit this. Um, when I first – I was watching the World Series, and, you know, they wanted to talk about Cole and – He's not going back to the same team. $324 million man. I predicted that he was not going to do as good. The money was going to go straight to the head. He's going to be distracted. But he he was a big man on a mission. Those high fastballs, strikeouts, the sliders were coming in there. He was forcing uh, people to hit pop-ups to shallow right field. 20-5 and five last year. They've added uh, Starling Castro, the Yankees have. I think that's a good move. But uh, Scherzer, uh, man, he was the good, bad, and ugly. He uh, He's allowed more hits this game than his last four opening game starts together. And uh, it wasn't pretty there. When Adam Eaton, Eaton hits the big 400-foot bomb, I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty good here. But uh, the Yankees just basically smoked him, didn't you think? Well, I thought I thought it was it, it was a, a heavyweight fight. I, I thought both teams came in strong. I think Scherzer came in uh, a little little rattled. I mean, I thought you you saw it during warmups when they were doing the announcements. He was just he was getting that ball back and slinging it, getting that ball back and slinging it. So he had some nerves to him. Uh, he he his placement was off some. I thought uh, A Rod kind of spoke to that on the on the broadcast uh, that that it, he had good speed, he had good movement, uh, but placement uh, was what was giving him some problems. I thought when Stanton knocked the the home run off of Scherzer and Eaton knocked the home run off Cole that we were going to be off to the races uh, early on. But then the Yankees just kept hitting and Garrett Cole locked the locked the door on them. So, uh, no, I thought the Yankees looked really good. They look like they know what they're doing. Uh, Aaron Boone has a uh, an arsenal of, of hitters in his, in his stable, and it's got to make his pitching coach and his, his bullpen feel good to know there's not really uh, – on given days, there's always a number you can't overcome. But I think you look down that lineup, it would be a pretty high number for this Yankees team to ever look at themselves and go, we're out of this thing. Yeah. Judge and Stanton together were four for six. Of course, that included the double and the home run. And uh, Judge had like one was coming off his bat, a double line drive doing 112 miles per hour. He was smoking it. But the rest of the Yankees, we know, they were only two for 16. And one of their two hits was a bunt. 
I was a little disappointed we didn't get to see, uh, of course, because of the rain, you know, relievers and see how they would deal with this new rule. You know, no more one pitch, take him out, bring in the next guy, one or two pitches, take him out. You got to uh, basically face the full batter, the side. You've at least got to finish the inning. The inning. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, you know, I – I wish we could have saw some of that, and, and again, in the nightcap, there was a little bit of that, but um, I just I, I like what the Yankees look like. Uh, Brett Gardner, that was his 1,500th game as a Yankee, uh, wow. so he's uh, he's been a seasoned vet for the Yankees for a long time, and I, I talk about him regularly. I, you know, I remember when he showed up, I'm like, oh, cool, he's a pinch runner, that's good, you know, he's, he's a worker, like what he's able to do, and he's just stuck around for year in, year out. And now he's a uh, he's pretty much an on base machine, and uh, and he can uh, he can get there, and then those big guns can put him in the put him on in. So uh, I thought it was a really good game, Boone. The nightcap uh, proved to be one as well. Uh, if you're a Dodgers fan, uh, as they they uh, they were electric as it went, and uh, the Dodgers Mookie Betts, I thought he was going to take a step backwards because I thought his wallet was going to be too heavy for him to get around the bases. But uh, Mookie Betts nonetheless helped the Do- helped the Dodgers defeat the Giants eight to one as uh, <laughs> basically Kiki Hernandez homered and drove in five runs as the Los Angeles Dodgers beat the rival uh, San Francisco Giants eight to one. You know, maybe the biggest. Uh play of this game was the mental min- mindset uh starting pitchers a scratch so they bring out this rookie man he got so amped up he was hitting triple digits with the radar gun do you think do you think that let the giants down a little bit you think they let down thinking that oh we're gonna have this rook we're gonna tee off on him and then all of a sudden he comes out there just hot to trot. I think they encouraged him and, and said, just hold it down. Keep it down. We're going to get you some runs. Oh, no, I'm talking about the Giants. I think they, oh. they might have went, oh, we don't have to see that, that Cy Young winner. We don't have to see that that great pitching. We're going to see this this rookie. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you know it. You, you hate that and you don't want to do it, but the mind will go there. It'll go there every time. And uh uh, basically, if old Pablo doesn't hit the sacrifice fly, they're in trouble there, the one run. But uh, I saw what I thought I was going to see, Wayno, Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager. And what I mean, what I thought is doubles, line drive doubles, both of them, they smack it around. The Dodgers are loaded. They've uh, – and Dustin May, like I said, the rookie starter, that, that young pitcher, he's obviously – he he had four Ks, seven hits in four and a third innings, and they weren't even sure what they were getting out of him. But uh, Enrique Hernandez, like you said, was the, the pleasant surprise. Four hits, five RBI night, RBI bloop single, two-run home run. He was all over it. And we did uh, we did get to see the, uh, the bullpen of the Dodgers. Uh, I like what uh, they showed us. So much, so far is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, they were uh, shutting them down and uh, doing the job. And we'll just have to watch a few more games with with the Mets or excuse me, the Yankees, and then see if their bullpen can kind of hang in there with the Dodgers. Yeah, I think the Dodgers showed you what they can do. They had uh, one, two, three, four doubles in the in the matchup. Turner, Seager, Muncie, and Bellinger all hit off. 
uh, hit into into double base kind of hits uh, on the night, and and that's just where they're at. Runners in scoring position, uh, they they had four hits that uh, that accumulated several runs, and, and so. I think the Dodgers are, are another one of those. They're on a crash course. I mean, I think it's them and the Yankees. How healthy can you stay? Uh, how consistent can you be? And uh, and where are you going to be here in uh, – it's funny, but where are you going to be here in about eight weeks? Because that's all this season's going to be is about eight, nine weeks. 60-game sprint. Tell me right now the one-loss record that's going to be the best in baseball. The, the win-loss record? I've got a figure in my head. Let's see if we're close. Most wins, least losses, all the teams. I'm going to say your 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 best record in either division will be something around the tune of like 43, 17, something to that effect. I was thinking 49 and 11. You think so? One of these two teams here, uh, they're thinking if, if we don't win the World Series, the whole season's just a bust. Oh, absolutely. I think the Yankees, especially as healthy as they are, knowing that, that they just got this 66 game or 66 day sprint, because all 60 games happen in 66 days, Boone. So uh, I think you look at it, and, and uh, uh, I think teams that play their inner division so many times, it's going to be hard to not drop some of those because you're just going to know each other so well. Uh, I'm going 43 and 17. Uh, will be kind of the 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 pretty good record there. Uh, I think it, the cut uh, for the because they're they're going to do an ex- expanded uh, playoffs winner and runner up in every division will have a spot in the playoffs. Uh, but I think it'll go all the way down uh, to the mid mid thirties. Do you think? Uh, I think this heat. A lot of teams start slow. You know, April. You think of Chicago Cubs and how cold it can get. I think this heat's going to start a lot of batters off quickly. What do you think? I hope so. I hope so. It looks like it started Stanton off pretty strong. Yeah. You think you think Stanton, here's a here's one, you think Stanton gets to 40 home runs? Or do you think anybody gets to 40 home runs? I, I do not. Uh, if Stanton, here's the weird thing, and it, it befuddles me. Stanton and uh, George – Judge. Judge. Hello, George of the Jungle. Stan and Judge do not start again if opening day is, you know, when it was supposed to be. One had uh, one had a fractured rib and another one uh, had a shoulder injury. That Giancarlo lost weight. I think that's really going to help him stay off the injury list. But uh, I want to see both these guys stay healthy from now until 59 games from now. What do you think the slugging champion? How many home runs does the winner of the batting title have? Um, 35. 35 is what Boone says. Put it in the books. But we're going to take our last break of the day. Listen to our sponsors when we come back. 43 days till it's football time in Tennessee. You're listening to the Friday Grind. We'll be right back.
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maryville High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKVL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Rule King is your source for livestock feed at the lowest prices every day. And now is excited to introduce the Country Road Advantage line of horse feed with five formulas, including a 12% pellet feed, 12% textured, complete horse, senior horse, and 14% all life stages. The Country Road Advantage starts at $12.99 for a 50-pound bag. Learn more at RuleKing.com or at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
and welcome back to the Friday edition of The Grind. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we try to finish up what has been a off-the-beaten-path Friday edition, but nonetheless fun to talk about. We've talked opening day baseball. We've talked uh, a little Washington football team, whatever that means. And then also we're going to jump into 43 days until it's football time in Tennessee, Boone. 43 days. Uh, that's uh, that's roughly one month, 1.5 month. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, nobody's told me that this is not going to happen, so we've made it over halfway down this countdown, and uh, we're still on track. A few more days, we'll be down to a month. Then you really get excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once the, the, the calendar clicks August, you just get tuned up. I mean, it, it goes from the expected eight wins to 11 real fast. Boone's like, I know, I know. I've talked to you enough to know where you're going. But anyway, uh, 43 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Tennessee has had some pretty good number 43s. Uh, Boone, we're going to talk about uh, today. Mylon Faircloth, um, tailback, quarterback, uh, 61 to 63. He was a tailback and quarterback for those 61 through 63 balls. Threw 1,230 yards, 13 touchdowns in his career. And again, to remember, uh, this is not a, a pass-heavy offense. Uh, he gained, he also gained 1,500 yards on the ground, scoring 10 touchdowns. And on special teams, he punted, returned kicks, and returned punts. He had five interceptions on defense in 1962. A little bit of, uh, of Mr. Everything. The thing uh, to remember about Malum Faircloth is he was the official last single-wing tailback for Tennessee but uh, you and I, are, uh, we jog along the same path. We know we love looking at these old uh, Tennessee collectibles, and I remember looking at one as like 1970, and he was in the top rushers. He and uh, Johnny Majors with their 1,500 career yards, they were like in the top ten. Of course, uh, that's before uh, Kurt Watson comes along, starts three years, and gets the yardage way up there. But uh, yeah, he was a do-it-all guy. And uh, he was all SEC in 61 and 63. He was a tough little runner. Yeah, I, you know, he said – he talks about why he wore the number. He said it was assigned to him because a 40 number was a single-wing tailback, and, and, and he is, is noted, like you said, as being that last single-wing tailback at Tennessee. Uh, Tom Hutton was a punter, 91 to 94. He said my original number was 143, but was changed to 43 when I made the first-team roster – as a freshman walk-on punter in 1991. Coach Majors awarded me a scholarship at practice in front of our team the week of the Ole Miss game, 1991. He said it was special to me because I felt like I earned it rather than being given a scholarship right out of high school. Playing at Tennessee and in the SEC was one of the most successful and, and fulfilling experiences of my life. You know what's weird, Wayne, is uh, Tom Hutton and Mallon were both punters. Mallon's senior year, he averaged 43 yards a kick, which was really good. Um, you and I have watched quite a few football games. 43 seems to be kind of the designated punter number. Wouldn't you agree? It, well, there's definitely some 40s. 47 was the Colquitt's kind of hanging number. Uh, 43 uh, kind of had its 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 ride in the, in the punter. David Leverton on the national championship team was 43. Uh, so, so yeah, 40s kind of hold hold true to those special teams players. But all-time 43s, 
Uh, Chester or Charles Fields, 1937, started it off. Henry Knoll, uh, 39 through 41. Clard McQuady, 1944 and 5. Dick Fulton, 1946. John Grubble, uh, 47 through 50. Bob Fisher, 51, 2 and 3. Gene Etter, uh, 58, 9 and 60. Mullen Faircloth, 61 through 63. Harold Stansel, 64 through 66. George Sylvie. Uh, 68 through 71, Mike Gales, 74 through 76, Terry Daniels, 78 through 81, Sam Henderson, 83 through 85, Jeff Gibson, 87, Scott Sparks, 1988, actually worked with Scott a few years ago at Denzo, mm-hmm. um, Keith Steed, 1989 and 90, Tom Hutton, 92, 94, David Leverton, 97 through 2000, Chris Health, uh, 2002 through four. David Yancey, 0506, Roy Alasimbo, 2007, Ryan Hill, 2008, Savion Frazier, 08 through 10, and Martaz Jackson uh, in 2011. Your current number 43s are Jake Powers. He's a defensive back, six foot 201 out of Memphis, Briarcrest Christian School, and Marshall Ware, a place kicker, 5'10", 175, a sophomore out of Germantown, Tennessee, by way of Germantown High School. So, Boone, we've got about two minutes uh, to go here on the top of the hour. A couple of uh, big-time 43s in the sports world. Uh, You look at Troy Polamalu, the great uh, linebacker uh, for the Steelers. You look at Richard Petty, a big number 43 in NASCAR, 200 all-time wins. Uh, you, you look at, at guys like Dennis Eckersley in Major League Baseball, there's a, there's a lot of 43s uh, that have rocked it pretty well and done a, done a lot in it. Uh, none probably more as far as overall wins and impact to a sport uh, than Richard Petty. Number 43 was huge for him. And, uh, and like I said, 200 all-time wins, 43. He's been out of NASCAR since, I think, 92 now. Uh, so we're looking at going on, what, 28 years? And uh, it's still the petty car. People reference the 43 as the petty car. Yeah, it's quite the collection. Uh, the best hair in football, Paul Amalu, came from uh, USC. And, man, in, his, uh, in the peak of his career, you did not want him to hit you. He owned the middle. One of my favorite plays is the Paul Amalu where he timed the, the snap and jumped the the quarterback and and basically took it away from him. Like it was on the goal line, and you didn't know what had just happened because you're like, he had to jump off sides. And when they show the replay, it was just perfect. Anticipating the count. One of my favorite 43s was, uh, of course, George Sylvie. Wayno, he's the guy that uh, was at the local high schools. Most of our listeners bought their uh, high school ring from him, Jostens. Oh, really? Yeah, Eddie Brown, of course, our uh, defensive back. All pro with Washington Redskins, also did it. But Sam Henderson was the big running back, uh, the favorite goal line option on that 85, which is credited with restoring our uh, return to national prominence and uh, the most memorable and our most beloved team. That was our first championship in 16 years. That was really big in 85. So 43's had its mark on Tennessee. It's had its mark on sports. And now we've got to leave our mark as we've got to close this one down, Boone. Had a great week. Had a lot of good topics to talk about. We're going to have a big day of second day baseball. Not opening day, but opening day for a lot of teams. And we're going to talk it all out on Monday. Some results of the weekend and what baseball's return 
has meant to the sports world. We'll talk it all on Monday. You've listened to the Friday Grind. Don't miss, we return to SB Nation at the top of the hour and what is Blunt County Source for sports. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.